Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Advantage. I'm your host, Michael Fiddle, and an exciting, exciting announcement before we get started today. Well, at least exciting for me. It is our 20th episode here on The Advantage. When I started this podcast journey, I said 20 episodes was my goal for the first year. I thought I would be releasing one episode every two weeks or so, and instead that's turned into two or three episodes a week, and we are eclipsing the 20-episode mark on exactly our two-month anniversary. So, when you smash goals like that, it's time to set some new ones. My new goal is 75 episodes by the end of the year. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for your support as I've started this podcast journey, and I hope you continue to listen. Again, if you haven't already, please rate review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this to. Please follow me on Twitter at AdvantagePod underscore SE. Of course, the SE stands for Sports Ethos, as this is a Sports Ethos presentation podcast. And lastly, join the Sports Ethos Discord and Wager Pass. It is an amazing community where a lot of gambling experts, including myself, post and track our picks and our plays. It is a very, very profitable page and provides great bang for your buck. On this episode, I'm going to be talking primarily about the Boston and Miami series. I am recording this right before Game 2 of the Mavericks-Golden State series, but simply because the volume of three-pointers that both of these teams shoot, it's going to be such a shooting variance series, and whoever is hitting their shots, you know, they call it a make-or-miss league, Whoever's hitting their shots is probably going to win that game. So I really don't have a betting edge or a statistical lean or a way the books are seeing it. It's very, very hard to read teams that play five out and play so many shooters. And both of these teams do similar things in that regard. So I am really not giving myself too much exposure on that Warriors versus Mavericks series. On the other hand, I am loving, loving, loving what I'm seeing from my Boston Celtics, and I continue to bet them heavily, and that's a series that I actually can talk about and can handicap for you guys. So two games in, and we've kind of gotten screwed if we've been betting the total. We thought this was going to be a heavy series towards the under, and two games in, the sportsbooks have made a lot of money as both games have gone over. In game one, this was because Marcus Smart and Al Horford were out. In game two, this is because the Celtics shot 60% from three. So now, going home, game three in the TD Garden, the total was the highest it's ever started for this series. It's at 208.5 when it opened, and I immediately jumped on it for a unit and a half, a much bigger bet than I usually do when I first jump on the line. I'm normally at half a unit, but when this line came out at 208.5, I knew it would eventually be bet down, so I jumped on it for as much as I wanted to, which was 1.5 units. My thinking is, we're not going to get to play these defenses for too much longer, so let's increase our exposure while we can. If we dig a little deeper into this game, they're playing at TD Garden, and both teams should be relatively fully healthy. We're still awaiting word on P.J. Tucker, and I expect Kyle Lowry to be out. Although Kyle Lowry is a great defender, you would say, oh, maybe if he plays, the game goes lower. 
That's actually not true because Kyle Lowry speeds up the pace of the Heat so much that they play a much faster game with Lowry out there. So the fact that Lowry is projected to be one of the only players missing from this game actually benefits the under. On the other side of the ball, Time Lord is back and looking good. Al Horford passed his two COVID tests and got cleared. He's okay. And Marcus Smart clearly, clearly, I, I was a little bit scared. I didn't have any plays going into game two because he got an MRI last week. And I was like, what's happening to Marcus Smart? Is this worse than people are leading on? Is he going to look very hobbled? Clearly, that was not the case. Marcus Smart dominated. I think he had a near triple-double. He was the clear MVP of that game, although maybe Tatum was. Uh, he came back and was a game-changer in that series. So now we're going back to game three. Give me the Celtics. I love, love, love this team. And give me the under. So I jumped on the under, like I said, for 1.5 units for my max exposure. It's already been bet down to 207.5. I still really like taking the under. And although I often play a lot of team totals, in this situation, I would be looking for the Heat team total under. But since they are a six and a half underdog in the point spread, that reduces their uh, team total in regards to the overall total line. So I don't like playing the Heat team total in this case. I would have loved it if they were the six and a half point favorite on a 207.5 line. So... Uh, in terms of the spread, I jumped on Boston minus six right when it opened. It's been bet up to 6.5, uh, and the money line is minus 270. We're seeing 64% of the bets on Boston, but 74% of the money. The Boston Celtics have been a sharp team and a public team in this round three. They've been a sharp team in rounds one and two, and now the public is finally joining them. So the value has been sucked out a bit, and the books are really, really, really trying to get us to bet on the heat. As I've discussed with Eric, uh, one of my previous guests on the pod, sometimes it's better to just lay the juice. So in this situation, I don't hate taking the minus 270 money line. I think laying the six and a half is a bit pricey, and they really want you to get to bet on the heat. I took it at six for only half a unit. And my thinking was, if this moves to minus 5.5, it would be a big bet situation. So I might add a little bit of exposure on the money line. I might try and parlay the money line with the under and add a little bit more exposure there. I'm not exactly sure how I'm doing this. So again, make sure you're in the Discord channel or follow me on Twitter because I will post what my plays are right before the game starts. But I'm definitely on the under. I'm definitely a little bit on the Celtics for minus 6. And I'm looking to increase my positions in potentially both of those regards. In terms of the NBA Finals bets, I also jumped on the Celtics plus 185 for a unit and a half to win the NBA title. I think if they go up 2-1 on Saturday night, you will not get better odds for them. So my, reason, my reasoning for doing this was thinking, okay, if they win the series and they get to the finals, I have them at plus 185, where I think they'll be playing the Golden State Warriors. And I think the Celtics might open as a slight underdog, even though I think they should be the favorite. If they open as a slight underdog, I will be adding more exposure to the Celtics. But if they open as a slight favorite, it opens a nice hedge opportunity. If I have the Celtics at plus 185, I could jump in on the Warriors. The Warriors do have home court advantage in the hypothetical Warriors-Celtics finals. 
They do have a dominant home court advantage. So maybe you were looking to play a situation like the Celtics in game two on the series after they've been down 0-1. The Celtics are clearly comfortable being down in a series. They've won their last four games after losing in the playoffs. They th I think they've won them all by double digits. And they were down 0-1 to the Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. So it wouldn't be a new spot for them for this resilient Boston Celtics team to be down 1-0. If they were down 1-0 in the finals to the Warriors, that would be another increase your position on the Boston Celtics, which goes back to my theory of if you like the team in the series, bet on their series price after they lose game one. So I thought this would be really smart in the Celtics series. I think it'd be really smart in the Celtics next series. And it actually is why I might even lean towards the Mavericks tonight. I, I know you guys won't hear this in time. But for Friday, May 20th, I have a slight lean towards the Mavs. Again, you guys won't hear this, so maybe I'll edit it out. That is it for my discussion of the Miami Heat Boston Celtics Game 3. Hopefully, I'll be able to record another podcast before Game 4 starts. Again, I don't really have any leans for this Warriors Mavericks series because it is so volatile with its shooting. So, I will try and continue to record and release pods around the Celtics and Miami Heat series and hoping that we get a Celtics Warriors series because that's going to be a lot easier to cap in the finals than a Celtics Mavericks because again the Mavericks will present that wild shooting variance in the finals. So if we're rooting for betting opportunities, let's root for the Warriors and let's root for the Celtics. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah.